0: Welcome to the Warrior Within podcast. From current events, comedy, and entertainment, to mental health, hobbies, and the paranormal, you name it, we cover it. Totally raw and
1: unfiltered. So buckle up, strap on your helmet, and let's get ready to rock this mother. And now, here's your
2: host, Chris Borelli, a.k.a. SIBO. Hello you ugly sons of bitches. I have a fellow ugly monkey on here with me today. He's bald, but he's <laughs> awesome.
1: And I do resemble a monkey. I actually <laughs> wore a Sasquatch with no hair.
2: There you go. Folks, I have Stephen J. Poor on with me. For those that are into the uh, the homebrewing world, he's a legend. He's a legend. <laughs> If definitely, oh, don't if you, make me blush. Don't make me if blush. If you're into the YouTube homebrewing community, yeah, you know who that guy is. <laughs> He's the man, the myth, the legend. He's SJ Poor. Spudge or what's up man oh you know what's funny so we just uh, hit our new um, our new sorry network um, we're on age of uh, org is our new network which you can get the podcast through everything through Spreaker through um, iTunes all that good stuff um, but yesterday or last night they made an announcement that there's a new homebrew show on the oh. podcast yeah. and i was like oh shit no way i was like hey we're doing a homebrew show tomorrow night <laughs> so that's uh, pretty cool i'm gonna have to um link up with those guys
1: yeah absolutely do you on.
2: know who they are not yet i haven't given it a listen yet but uh they just hit the network last night so very cool very pretty cool, cool man um we got all kinds of stuff to talk about definitely homebrewing stuff um I want to dive into some of the general, just the basic stuff of. I, I gotta stop saying stuff. I said that in my very first episode, and worked. That's the word that comes out every other word. Um, I want to dive and now into. You're, some, and now
1: you're self-conscious. Yeah, it, totally. So.
2: I'm thinking about it. See, now I'm gonna keep pausing like an idiot. All right, so, um, I wanted to do some general, uh, a touch. God man, I almost said genital touch. That's horrible. Genital touch, you know what?
1: And you caught me because my hands were down there. There just, you go.
2: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There you go. I want to touch generally not on your genitals or mine. But on some home brewing stuff. Um and some of the YouTube community, and whatnot. Um but I think we'll have you on a bunch and go in deeper on some of the um aspects of homebrewing because there's so much to it there's
1: oh it is probably one of the biggest rabbit holes you could ever yeah. go down
2: yeah so we'll have to dedicate different episodes on you know equipment and fermenting and you know just all the little all the aspects of it all right so um yeah tell me a little bit about yourself before we get in there
1: well i am uh Stephen john poor i reside in south central pennsylvania um, I started, uh, homebrewing probably 15 years ago or so, um, because I'm a beer
2: drinker. I like yes. beer. Yes. Oh, keep talking. I forgot. I have some beer to drink while I'm, while I'm stupid. <laughs> that would be <laughs> stupid. Does, would be nice. that, yeah.
1: It's nice to have a few. Um, so yeah, so homebrewing, uh, a good friend of mine, my best friend, um, and, Larry, and uh, Chris knows. Harmo. Uh, yep larmo 22 of youtube fame we actually grew up together he's been my best friend since we were 14 years old and uh which is pretty cool so he actually started the the homebrew scene we went down to virginia visited him uh for um beer fest for the virginia uh beer fest which i think that one's the spring one we did down there and long story short, it was just downhill from there. I was like, whoa, dude, he he did a batch of, uh, which is funny. He actually did a clone of um, New Belgium's Fat Tire. And I had just been out in Chicago um, on business and really started, I mean, I started to dive into craft beers here and there. And uh, so like the Fat Tire was kind of my introduction Outside of Sam Adams Boston Lager, yeah. you know, to, and give Sam, you know, give give Sam Adams all the credit in the world. Uh, Jim has done a great job with Boston Brewing, um, and they are. I mean, you can you can say what you want. They are the birth of craft beer, in my opinion. Yeah. they just are. Um, but I tried a, a new Belgian Fat Tire, and I was like, wow, this is really good. Larry just so happened to be doing a clone of a fat tire and uh we drank it down he had it on tap and we were he was doing another one and I was like you made this are you kidding me this yes. is so good and um we came back home and uh the, the wife and I dug a beer kit that we had bought 2 years prior
2: <laughs> wow those hops are real fresh huh <laughs>
1: two years it sat in the laundry room and we got the turkey fryer out like most homebrewers start and uh, yeah, that was the beginning of uh of this rabbit hole
2: yep so and it sucks you in quick doesn't it
1: it does it
2: does how was your first beer was it horrible the
1: first beer was actually uh it was a red ale mm-hmm. and it was not good yeah it was not i won't say it was horrible mm-hmm. um but it wasn't bad enough, because that's and that's a great point you bring up. A lot of home mm-hmm. brewers, well, maybe they might screw up on that first beer, and then they give up on the hobby. Yep. You know, and it's like, well, this is this is horrible. You know, and it turns out that they may have just made a mistake somewhere along the line. Most of the time, in the early years, folks, you learn as you go, pretty quick. You know, it's it's all about cleanliness, sanitation, and uh, fermentation temperatures. Yep. Those are your, those are your key deals.
2: Yep. So it
1: was good. I mean, it was okay. It was a red ale. Um, it was supposed to be like a Killian's or something like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was okay. It was okay.
2: I think my first beer that I brewed was, a a blood orange Hefeweizen and it tasted terrible. <laughs> it was bad, <laughs> really bad, but I kept at it. I tell everybody that that is interested in it, um, And I've gotten kind of gotten them going. I told them, your first three beers at least are going to taste like crap, just so you know.
1: Well, I like to tell people um, another thing. And and listening to you saying you did a blood orange Hefeweizen tells me that you took a kit that was a Hefeweizen. And then you added, you jacked it up. I always did that. Yep. And that's okay to do. But do your first one or two kits. Just Just follow the instructions. Just follow the instructions. There's a reason why those recipes are on the shelf. They're tried. They're true. They make good beer.
2: Yeah. However, the Mister Beer is a little bit different, though, isn't it? Although you, you you had a success with one, though, right?
1: I've oh, I've had a couple successes. Oh, with you've them. done it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually wow. took. Uh, I have done. I did what I call Mister Braggit. And what that was, I had acquired... I had never done a Mr. Beer kit until uh-huh. just like two or three years ago. And uh, I acquired a couple of these kits, and they were early 1990s.
2: <laughs> oh, my. I'm
1: into vintage. You'll, you know, you know. Oh my. I, I got them for the kits because I wanted the fermenter. I mean, yeah. they're, they're a cool little three-gallon, two-and-a-half, Yep. two-and-a-half, two-and-a-half-gallon two fermenter. They're, and they are it's a really cool little fermenter mm-hmm. so i got those and i did up two batches and i actually had a mead going at the same time and i was like hmm yeah so i blended them together and made a braggot and took it up to rhode island and uh i actually served it up in rhode island in a, at nhc and um uh, it was funny because i had brad smith uh from BeerSmith was over john yep. blickman come over wow really. Um, oh yeah and the the folks from because i had i had contacted the uh, the folks at mr beer and yep. i told them what i was doing and what i was what we were doing and BrewTubers tubers we set up a booth there and uh, they came over so i had a pretty good sized crowd there and uh, people were were diving into uh, uh what was the name of that one that was uh, ingrid uh-huh. ingrid which was a screaming viking blonde braggart Yes,
2: so, Wow, dude. and that That's was awful. a Mister
1: from half was a Mister beer kit and half was a uh,
2: mead. That's awesome. What's the difference for people that don't know between a mead and a beer?
1: So a mead is fermented honey. There you go. And beer are fermented or uh, fermented uh, uh, grains.
2: Mm. Is that all it is? It's honey and yeah. whatever flavorings and whatever you're adding. Yeah, really? so uh, I've never uh, done true... a mead. Oh, my God. I highly recommend them. I've had yours. You've given me some, but I've never made one.
1: Meads are, A, they're the easiest thing to make. You just set them on a shelf and forget it. I got one back here right now that I literally forgot about it. I forgot it was sitting Mm -hmm. on the shelf. So I got to dig it out and uh, do a a reading on it, you know, because I I have to go around and find these fermenters sometimes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. You gotta name them. They're like your children.
1: Well, they're the uh, they're the Viking series. Every mead I do is part of a Viking series. Yep. Because that was the original. The uh, mead is the original alcohol. That is the alcohol from the honey, which is the Vikings.
2: Yeah. That's they were awesome. the ones that originated that. Did you um? Sorry, I'm getting messages when I'm talking. Did you um? Damn it. Oh, how ma- how many do you usually? Oh, how many do you have fermenting on a regular basis? Oh, so I like to
1: have – I like to always have at least one mead. Most of the time, I have two to three. Yep. Um, here just recently, I had uh, one, two, three, four. I had seven batches of wine going um, at one time because I Damn, do wine. Wow. I, I yeah. do everything. Ciders, uh, we are... wines. Yep, ciders, wines. I've bottled up um, over a hundred bottles of wine mm. over the last couple of days, and mm. I still have three more to do.
2: You're bottling? Oh, bu- sorry. Yep. I was yep. gonna say so you're the... bottling wine, but I'm thinking of beer bottles. I'm like, why would you do that? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> Tracking.
1: <laughs> uh, but typically, beers. When I've not brewed much right now because I've been building my brewery. Yeah. Um, but typically, I've got. Uh, at least three beers in fermenter
2: hell yeah how are you um controlling the temperature
1: um just ambient down here in the basement
2: that's cool so you can do that up there
1: you can um our basement stays pretty consistent Mm -hmm. so it's not too bad but i have had some instances where uh, my fermentation got out of control i had you know like a really crazy yeast that took off and you know, then you, you end up with those all flavors and it that's not fun. Yep. So
2: Yep. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So give a give a quick overview for somebody who's never brewed before but has an interest in the process. Okay.
1: Well, I uh, was
2: there's and there's a few different styles, right. process styles too.
1: Yes. You you have your um you have your extract brewing, which is what I suggest everybody to try first. Um, you do have your uh, overachievers that'll go into their all grains right off the bat, but I suggest not to do that. Just you know, do something simple. Again, the recipes are on the shelf for a reason. They've been tried and true. So um, uh, extract is where you take an extract, just in the sense of the word, it's an extract. Sometimes it is a powder. Uh, malt powder, and sometimes it's a liquid. So you have your DME, which is dry malt extract, and uh, you have your LME, which is liquid malt extract, and those are put into um, water. So you're taking, you know, the the what was already caramelized from, you know, from a manufacturer, the sugars um, that was already extracted from the grains. And then you're going to dilute it and mix it up, if you can think like a maple syrup and your or a honey and water yep. you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. So you're going to dilute that into your pot. You want to bring it to a boil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll add your hops throughout your schedule. The longer you boil a hop, the more bitterness you get from that hop. Yep. Um, the later hop additions are going to be more your, – your mid-hop additions are going to be flavor. Your beginning, which is at the beginning of the boil, will be your bittering. The middle of the boil will be your flavor and the end of the boil and dry hopping would be your aroma so then you want to once you have done your hour boil and have all your hops done you're going to want to chill that down to a pitching temperature for your yeast uh, which is under um, 80 degrees i like to try and get it down to you know in the 70s put in a fermenter and pitch your yeast put a bubbler on it and uh, you're off to the races. Yep. Then it starts to ferment and it starts to turn. So basically what you've done is, is you've made a tea and you've made a fermentable tea and then you're going to introduce yeast to it. And the yeast is going to go in there and it's going to eat up all those lovely sugars. And it's going to fart out alcohol. It's actually going to fart out CO2 and it's going to shit out all alcohol. Yep. Yep.
2: (laughs) bet you didn't know that, folks. That's yeast poop you're <laughs> drinking.
1: Yeast poop. And they're having sex in there because they propagate. See, somehow true, we yeah. always, you know, we'll it find always a way. goes down that way. Yeah, you always <laughs> go down that
2: road. Have you ever thought of, to get off, you, you said something that triggered a thought. Have you ever done a mead with maple syrup instead of honey as a base?
1: No, that would actually, there is a name for that. Is Um there? Yeah, it, it, maple syrup. They're probably, the probably the trouble you run into is complicated sugars versus non-complicated sugars. Maple right. syrup is going to be one of those sugars that the yeast really has to work at to be able to break down and eat. Gotcha. Um, so um, I I do use maple syrup and beers but most of the time. It'll be like a Baltic Porter or yeah. stouts and stuff like that. I'll use that, but that is. The, I mean, there, there is a name for that, and uh, it's it's escaping me right
2: now. Uh, is there a particular type of yeast you have to use for meats that's a little hardier? Um, I suggest using,
1: look at your wine variety yeasts. Oh, okay. okay. They tend to work better. Uh, they have a higher tolerance for alcohol. Yeah. Um, you can ferment out. I know there's some eateries in Delaware um, that have done it, and some up here where they'll use a um, American ale yeast and actually ferment it out. Now it doesn't ferment out all the way, yeah, um, but it does it quickly.
2: Yeah, so you'll have a lower, a lower ABV mead. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. that's interesting. A, se- a sessionable mead. It'll be sweeter too, huh? It's yeah. Not all those... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um... Yeah.
1: So the, it's it's you can try all sorts of different
2: things. Yeah, that's the best part of brewing it's endless
1: it's it's a never-ending experiment
2: yep we've seen guys do uh shellfish remember dan <laughs> shellfish? yes he did
1: yeah. a quahog um it was a uh not a gru- it. he did a uh oh Is it goes s- uh, yeah. yes a ghost. Yeah. Uh, and, and it goes yeah and that was freaking awesome great beer oh my god it was fantastic
2: that's so funny <laughs>
1: Then he ate the, he ate the, uh, the, the cohogs after that. So that was our Rhode Island buddy up there in the Northeast.
2: Yep. Wow. Yeah. The possibilities are truly endless.
1: They really are. Yeah. Uh, they really are. I did a recently, I, there was a, there was a beer that I had wanted to do for years and years and years. And finally I did it and it was earlier this year. Um, uh, we have a donut shop down there that, that, the guy that owns it lives here in the neighborhood.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I drive by it. I've drove by this thing every day of my life, and I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to make a beer with his donuts.
2: What? That'd be awesome.
1: So I did a Maple Donuts Porter.
2: Hell yeah! Oh my god! Did you get the flavor of the donut in there? It was absolutely amazing. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's badass.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. Actually, it it the only bad thing about that beer is it, it's a beer you have to drink quickly because it can go bad the adjuncts that i added into that late in the process yeah prone to you know bringing in a bacteria that you know over time is is not what you want in there so right it ended up going bad but there's probably only a i don't even think there's a growler left in the keg back there so
2: yeah and it's uh not like making a sour it's not like adding brett's huh
1: well, it, it is kind of, I mean, there's somebody probably not myself. Cause I'm still not quite on the sour train,
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but I could probably send this beer down to um, Dan uh, Pixley,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, uh, Dan ABA uh, milk, the funk guys. If your folks are listening, milk, the funk is an incredible group of guys that are located down in the Arizona area. Um, big, big, big. If you want to learn about souring beers, there's where you go. Milk That's the phone. Cool.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm picky about sours. I've always been super picky. I know it became such a huge trend for a while. Um, And then trying to get your hands on like the Russian River beers and stuff was out of control. I found a mm-hmm. case when I was up in Pennsylvania. I was at my parents' house and I found a case of I don't even remember which beer it was now, but um starts with a c damn it anyway um it was a 12 pack case and i paid like 280 bucks for it it was Woo! ridiculous <laughs> yeah and you know what's funny as i aged the hell out of them i still have one oh really I have one a sour left. what was the abv and on it was a, you remember That's a um damn what is it? i want to say it's like a 9.2
1: okay well then you're you're that's a
2: high abv for a sour yeah
1: they're yeah. typically you know, low fours and even under that, yeah. you know they wanna they're all about the acidity,
2: yep, and it's so funny. I had one that i that I aged probably three or four years before I opened up and drank it, and it it tasted like uh blue cheese, <laughs> really <laughs> crazy, it tasted like wine and blue cheese.
1: that, that actually doesn't sound bad no, that it sounds was good, pretty good.
2: it was delicious, I loved it yeah. <laughs> And I got one left, so I'm going to save it. And there you, you come, go. Yeah, actually, I think the last one I had, I think I opened with you when you came out to Virginia. I think we opened one.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't remember I don't much know if from it that was That night. one, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had, yeah, we had a few that day. We had <laughs> one couple. or two. We had one or
2: two. Um, tell me about the the your YouTube channel, your YouTube presence, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, so I started off YouTube. Oh, a while ago. I don't even remember how many years ago now. Um, started off basically just watching videos like most folks do. And then found a couple of folks. Um, I, again, I'm a beer drinker. So I, I like beer and I like yep. to laugh. So uh, we would find find things entertaining and uh, would watch videos for a little bit. But it didn't take me long until I, I did, you know, my first video. I like to do... Back in the early days, I would do like a drinking video, uh, but I always like to try and keep them entertaining. You know, some sometimes kind of build a character type thing and yep. and and work along those. Back in the early days, it would have been the Spajor days. Yes, sir. You know, and yep. and that was part of the old uh, YTDC, the YouTube drinking community, and oh, that's and crazy. Uh, oh, it was insane. It was <laughs> U, Uvu was the thing. You know, yeah. and. Got to meet a lot of good folks, uh, Chris. You know, we got we we met through YouTube. Yeah. I mean, and uh, through those group of guys and stuff. And I honestly do not regret a minute of any of it.
0: No. I it's got blessed.
1: to meet. I got to meet some of the most amazing people. Um, mm-hmm. but then my channel kind of changed, and I got into uh, more doing like almost tutorials and and
2: yeah, the instructional YouTube, side. Yeah, the instructional side of, of mm-hmm. homebrewing.
1: Um, then I started up Homebrew Wednesday, yep, and uh, that was it, still goes on to the, to this day. Now, I haven't done a homebrew Wednesday in a while, um, but because I've been building the brewery and mm-hmm. you know, everything else is in the way, but uh, homebrew to Wednesday a... t- took off, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, holy dude. cow,
2: <laughs> yeah. If you google homebrew Wednesday, there, <laughs> yeah, just tons of, of shit that'll show up oh my
1: god and it's it, what made that great was uh, people participated from all over the world yeah um which and then made the community grow i mean yeah. the homebrewing community just exploded yeah on on youtube through homebrew wednesday and those sorts of things and then we started getting together you know the groups what we call brew tubers now um, and there's, you know, BrewTubing has its own website, has its own Facebook page. Um, it's a constant evolving um, group, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, it's funny when I talk about home brewing and, and BrewTubers and, and all that, I, I can talk beer all day, every yep. day. You yep. know, I literally speak to people from all over the world almost every single day yeah about you know you know beer and, and and brewing and what's going on in their areas and stuff we have such a huge community of, mm-hmm. of great folks yeah. um and again this we, we could spend an entire episode just on that stuff i mean that's kind of a, a quick synopsis of
2: it yep very cool man yeah that community is pretty awesome um i've been in and out of that community for years I, I, make, I make an entrance shit goes crazy in my life I have to leave and then I come back when I can and I'm getting ready to come back so there it is well
1: I yeah. never let you get too far away no, every I, now and then when 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 give it gives way I, I give you a little
2: nudge <laughs> yep Um, I had a bazillion other things to ask you and forgot what they all were um, oh yeah what are your your top five favorite beers right now? Not homebrews, but and beer overall.
1: That I get believe it or not, I get asked that question for sure a question knows. like that yep. a, a lot, <laughs> a lot. And I'll and I and I answer it the same way. My top five beers are going to the beers that I'm having right now. What's happening? I am not a a, a, a favorite beer. I like to expand my palate. I like to reach those boundaries. I like to try everything. Yeah. Um so like right now I'm drinking a hams. You know. Hams.
2: Yep. You, you know. bad so. beers. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: and you know yesterday I was I was back here drinking a, you know, a a, a Bourbon County stout. Yeah. You know, so everything I'm all over the place. Yeah, um I'm the same style-wise way. I I'd probably answer better style-wise. There you go. Um, I do like um multi forward hobby beers. Um, so I Mm -hmm. like a malt forward. Um, dogfish head is probably one of my favorite breweries. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it probably maybe the best way to answer that one of my breweries would be uh, dogfish head is 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 right up there in the top. I just think Sam has been doing just great things forever. Um, I give huge kudos to, um, um, you know, Boston Brewing. Uh, yeah, you know, Boston Beer. That they're, they're they're very good. We have some local breweries here that I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, South County. I've sent mm-hmm. their beers all over the place, um, and they do they do wonderful down in Fawn Grove, Pennsylvania. Um, bigger breweries. I do like New Belgium.
2: Oh, I love New Belgium.
1: Yeah, no Voodoo yeah. Ranger. Yeah, <laughs> can't beat it. You want a good IPA, you can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Uh Sierra Nevada's, you know, if, yeah. if you want a good pale ale, you go, go
2: grab their pale ale. If you How want something the...
1: that's that's kind of, you know, the, their one of their seasonals, the uh, Celebration is mm-hmm. always good.
2: How's their um Oktoberfest? It just hit here and I went to grab some yesterday, but they only had a case and I didn't want to get a whole case until I tried it yet. So... Um
1: I would imagine it's going to be good. I'm I've sure had last it is. year. I've not had it, I've not had it this year.
2: I'm um, trying to think but, if there's any beers of theirs I have that I didn't like, and I can't think of any. Oh,
1: there's been, I was, what did I have just yesterday or the day before that? Oh, um, uh, does Scalpin, uh, Ballast Point. Uh, yeah. Yep. Not not a fan. Just not a fan I of their beer. I don't beers. remember
2: last time I had that, any of their stuff. I don't see it down here, really, in Florida
1: it's it's it, I, i've never really had one of those that i've thoroughly enjoyed really um i've had the, the pleasure to meet devil's, devil's backbone, backbone.
2: i saw that there
1: yeah so they're they're good folks um i've met a lot of brewers a lot of breweries um you head out west ooh, mm-hmm. you know you, you're just in brewer heaven out there yeah you know so my my thing is you know i i like beer and i i like to try different beer i just yep. i love different beer
2: so you're into more of the juicy hazy IPAs?
1: I am not actually.
2: Oh, you're not. Okay. I am not. All right. No. When you said malt forward, I was thinking like the juicy hazy stuff.
1: No, I'm I mean actual malts, actual not malts. Okay. Yep. Not yeah, the 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 juicy stuff is okay. I don't like um, it. Not a fan. I'm I'm not on board. I mean, I'm tired of them. They 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 were they were okay i really wasn't even on board that much when they first came out to be honest with you they were it's like wait a minute i just spent the last 10 years trying to clean my beer yeah to where it's crystal clean and now you're telling me i need to i need it to be muddy i'm sorry no No. you know
2: yeah and there's a lot of drinking right now it's hazy juicy yeah
1: I mean, I, I it it depends, you know. If they're using if they're if they're using lactose, you can yeah. tell it. Mm-hmm. It just gives you that chalky. It just yep way full mouth feel, you know. And you know, I like malt forward. Yes. Um a a dogfish head one twenty that's got two years on it.
2: Yeah, wow. What about um, do you like the Twenty First Amendment? Um, I do.
1: Uh, it's okay. Twenty First Amendment is is uh. Is, is a good brewery. I've, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't enjoy their beers. Um, I, I have a lot of other beers that are, you know, that I've liked more. Um, them, and, But that's a good beer. That's a good beer.
2: I'm trying to remember them and Oscar Blues both had a really good, like, super malty IPA, but I can't for the life of me remember what they're called now. Either one of them i have
1: are... an oscar blues in the fridge right now and i'm trying yeah. to i can picture the can but i can't picture the name
2: Both of the beer awesome i know what you're idea. talking about yeah uh 21st amendment had uh brew free or die which brew i, I die really like that good. one yeah um and then i can't remember the oscar blues but that was really good too
1: um but... hobo boom sauce from uh is one of my favorite ipas right now
2: i don't think you ever had that one
1: and that that is that's a wonderful beer um again voodoo ranger yep you know and these are not juicy ipas these are double ipas yeah they're yeah they got some meat to them you know seven to nine percent yeah baby
2: yep i did a a video years ago uh it was like a war of the ipas or something like that and i did a i had a whole bunch i had like a i had a fresh pliny and i want to say there was like six different ipas i went I just, I just put them to the test all in one video. Mm-hmm. And, uh, on, and I know Pliny gets so much hype and I, I know a lot of that hype is just cause it's hard to get. Um, it is a great beer. It's fantastic. Uh, um, phenomenal beer. I will say my favorite, what I thought beat out that beer was Smutty Nose IPA. Yes. That was yes. phenomenal to me. I was like, Oh, Oh my God.
1: They do a phenomenal job up there. Yeah. Um, we were fortunate enough i've been up to spuddy Nose, up up to the up to that area yep and um and had their beer there um what is that like uh oh i can picture the cans the old guy in a rocket chair on yeah. the front
2: porch yep it was uh, uh was it finest kind ipa or something like that it was called i think it
1: could be could
2: be it's I uh, they do it a is. great job they do a great yeah. job yeah they have some really really good ones Um, I love
1: malt for ESBs, Oktoberfest. I mean, this time of the year is my favorite time where your Oktoberfest are starting to die out a little bit, but now you're running into your Porters, you know, and stuff. Baltic Porters are are just going to be lovely, you know.
2: I'm super seasonal when it comes to beer. I totally, you know, the summers, I love the lawnmower beers and the West Coast, you know, super citrusy IPAs type stuff. But right now, brown ales. I'm a brown ale nut. So brown mm-hmm. ales, and like you said, porters, um, brandy wines. Oh my god, or barley ones. Brandy wines. Barley I'm wines. thinking of brandy wine, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, barley <laughs> ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just had. Uh, have you had any of the Cigar City beers? They're Florida. Not They're local here to Tampa. Right. So they have. Not in a while. They have a brown ale that is, I, I'm going to, I'll have to send you some. It is the most phenomenal freaking brown ale I've ever had in my life. And it's called a Maduro after the Maduro cigar. So I may have had that. It is so good. So yeah, I'm seasonal when it comes to beers. Yeah. And right now is like my favorite. I like the darker yeah. rich. Get stuff.
1: into the spring, you got your Saison. I actually got a Saison old tap seasons. out in a brewery right now. I love you Saisons.
2: You know what's funny? You know what my favorite Saison is? The one you sent me, the one you did for one of the um the S J Board challenges. Oh wow, had, that's coming back. Um we all talked about it one time as uh Nate Pico, myself, um Secord, and I can't remember. It might have been Dan Deslas too. We were all sitting around talking about it one night because we were like, what is the taste? There's a taste that comes off the top of that that we, n- none of us could put our finger on. And to me, it had a taste almost like a banana pepper.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, that was from the uh, rye. Yeah.
2: And when I – it's funny because I drank it and I was like, this is so good. But I found myself ever since then, when I have a Saison, I crave that one because I feel like <laughs> – it's missing something because it doesn't have that note in it so <laughs> et, you ruined saisons for me every one i'm like damn i wish it had like that note in it
1: so yeah yep that's actually that's one of my favorite uh, i've used that recipe as a base um on a lot of my different actually it's the same recipe i have out there now i just dry hopped it instead of putting the rye in in the mash
2: yep. so that thing but was yeah that's a good one freaking phenomenal I, I yeah, I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to brew that one again. Do it, please. <laughs> I'll buy, I'll pay, I'll pay for the materials. You got it. Just, yeah. just do it. Yeah, get that, it, get it in fermenter. That's right. I need to get some beers going myself. That's my yes, next you thing. do. Um, so tell me a little bit about the SJ Pour Challenge. So the SG
1: Port challenge is something that started up uh, a number of years ago as well. This is the, uh, it's a it's a, it's a a unique challenge. Yes. There are no other um, competitions out there that run anything like it, but it is, is if you are a participant, you're also the judge. So what we do is um, we set up, you know, we, we figure out how many hubs we need by the amount of participants we have. And then we break the country up into hubs. We like to keep those hubs down to um, anyways, between nine and 12 beers you know, per hub. And then we do, basically, it is like a bracket. You just, your winners from, from that round, move to the next round, move to the next round until you uh, come up with a winner. And you, you so basically, if you're in my hub, you would send me uh, you know, 12, 13 beers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the hub coordinator gets them. He breaks them all down splits them up and he sends them right back out to the participant and they then taste all of those beers and they, they score them. Yeah. So um it's 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 you know of your peers is what it is and, and most of the time it's an open competition. So you're taking your best beer against your best beer. So yep. IPA against the Saison against the baltic porter against a goes against you know uh you know or or whatever or barley wine um last year's beer was a oh this is horrible
2: you better remember it's your competition (laughs)
1: Yeah. yeah yeah i'm pretty sure every year but one of the things that i like about it is the beers that make it to the final, we've never had a year where it's like, oh, all three are IPAs.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're always different.
1: It's always different. That's now, cool. this year, we, I think we had, um, it was a New England IPA, a white IPA, and I forget what the third one was, uh, which is horrible. I can probably find it here, but on the spot, I, I, yeah. it's, it's missing my mind. Um, actually, if you want to go to www.sgport.org
2: sgportchallenge.org
1: yes i'm okay. sorry yes, mm-hmm. it's challenge..org s p o r r challenge.org um you'll be able to see them there you'll see the history you know everything yeah. about the about the challenge and how it started and uh, where we're at currently yeah. so um, 2000 we finished up um, in july of uh, 2020 for this year we used to it used to be towards the end of the year like right now we would be getting ready. Actually right now we'd be in the final round. Yeah. We always tried to do it by Christmas. Yep. Um and we went to the beginning of the year now. So we kind of move things and it actually works out a little bit better for us. Yeah. Um to do at the beginning of the year. As far as for twenty twenty one, um we are not sure what's gonna go on with twenty twenty one right now. Um, and I'll just be honest, I was talking with, uh, actually I'm setting up, we, we run basically SG Port challenge, like a business for the most part, we have yeah. leadership, so it's not just me. That's, that's this, we have a whole group. Yeah. Um, and we have to be that way
2: because that's fair, you know, it, it, it right, keeps exactly. everybody. Yeah. Keeps everybody honest, keeps everybody
1: honest. And we try to, whatever, you know, whatever's put in goes back out to everybody. Yep so uh, with the challenges of this year with with covid and stuff oh, um yeah. i'm leaning towards actually taking 2021 off yeah be, because one mm-hmm. of the worst things that could happen would be um for somebody within the group because
0: <sighs>
1: there is a lot going on behind the scenes and running one of these it's yeah. it is an enormous task
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we have set, we have timelines that have to be met when we start off. And if you don't make those timelines, it throws the entire competition off. Yeah. And my, my fear would be, you know, in the middle of the competition, a hub, you know, say a hub coordinator ends up getting COVID or his family gets COVID. And we need these people to be able to, to do their jobs.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're not going to be able to. Right. You know, or, you know, a couple of the participants get COVID and they lose their taste and their smell.
2: Oh uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah.
1: You know, so until, uh, I, I'm just having, I'm having some reservations yeah. and I just, and, and, and I'm, it, we're going through that now right here yeah. in, in our house, you know, so, and that's kind of what's really, you know, put it in my forefront. I want to do the challenge. Right. But more so I want to do the participants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want somebody to get into it and then it, and it just falter because of, you know,
2: any circumstances out of her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, it's hard enough to do when all the planets align, Yeah. you know, and you don't have these outside issues going on like we do today. So, uh, I'm thinking we might just lay low. in 21. Uh, let let's let's get a vaccine out there. Let's yeah. get some people healthy. Let's get
2: businesses back open get, and yeah.
1: let's get businesses back <laughs> open and let's stop you know suppressing our citizens and and let them get back to life.
2: Yep, I agree. Um, how many years has the challenge been going on now? I think
1: we're at seven. Seven. Damn. Wow. Yeah, seven or eight years. Yeah.
2: One, is that all? I feel like it's longer.
1: Well, it's because we have a couple years in there where we did the, uh, the Hokie homebrew experiments.
2: Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember those. Okay. So if you, if
1: you add everything together, we're probably knocking real close to 10. Yeah. But I'm thinking just as the challenge, we're at six or seven right now. Yeah. And then we crown it. We crown a, a victor. They get a trophy we do medals. We do everything for everybody. Uh, it, it's it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, yep. Yep.
2: You should do a a big barley wine competition. I don't know why that's uh, that's been my thing the last <laughs> last week. Like barley wines. <laughs> that's all I want. Yeah. It's because you like
1: saying it. Yes, I do. Wine. <laughs> yeah. It gives you a Tim Taylor. Oh, oh, yeah, oh I oh, feel oh.
2: like a Viking. Yes. <laughs>
1: But maybe we'll do something different this year. Maybe maybe this would be a good year that it's not a competition and maybe we do a uh, a experiment. Yeah, you know, a idea. homebrew type thing.
2: You know? I have an idea. This Give me your be, idea. Because you guys need this break, this would be a great year to do a some form of a long fermentation competition. Something that needs an like a, just an insanely long fermentation. Or not. I
1: don't know. Well, I'm writing that down. I, I'm taking notes here. Yeah. You know, it's it, it can be. But that's the only issue you run into with those things is dedicating that time and from beginning to end. Well,
2: that's the thing. I mean, if, if nobody can do it this year anyway, might as well brew something and stick it in the corner. Yeah.
1: Dude, maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe it is the maybe it is a, a good time for a barley wine. <laughs> it brew, t- brew it this year for 22 2022. Yeah yeah that's actually not a bad idea
2: yeah that'd be pretty cool that's a that's that's setting goals right there that is setting goals some
1: long-term goals right there
2: but hey something Uh, to do in the in the downtime
1: yeah i mean we'll 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 take a look at it i have to i have to you know we got to get a meeting together with leadership and and see where where things lay you know i just don't want to I, I i'm all about the community and i don't want to do anything that would harm the community right so
2: of course yeah keep everyone safe keep everybody keep safe safe yep the covid craziness is out of control pennsylvania's still locked down florida's open and they're talking about how crazy florida is in the numbers but i don't think it's anywhere near that they're talking about <laughs> well got... they're
1: saying we're locked down and 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 we're in this you know every day i'm getting a new i get two notices in my email every day from work yeah you know of of more people yep. you know so yep we followed we followed all of the edicts of our governor and mm-hmm. we still ended up with it here so what are you going to do
2: yeah it's we live um we're half a mile from a large hospital bayonet point hospital and uh a bunch of our neighbors work there at the hospital and all of them are like yeah the hospital's empty they've done layoffs um it's nothing like they're saying you know right every right. bed is full and they're like no Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> nothing like that so i don't know yeah. who knows crazy i don't know um brought up another point that i forgot i always do that i'm the worst um yeah i got on the covid training i forgot what i was thinking about <laughs> anyway yeah I'm very i don't know i don't know if i want to get into that just yet <laughs> really to just lose my mind with the covid nonsense so yeah
1: it's it's an interesting thing um yeah. Uh, Again, yeah. and it's funny you know, when you when you look at our areas, you know, Florida versus Pennsylvania. Yep. Florida's pretty much you guys locked down for 2 weeks at the beginning and then
2: Uh-oh.
1: It was like screw this, we're going to be okay. Yeah. I don't know how long it was at the beginning.
2: But uh was... we locked down for a good I want to say it was about a month and a half, almost 2 months. I do Something know in that one ballpark
1: when it came to like spring break time you guys opened up.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, they were like yeah. we need that money.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Well, in Pennsylvania we've they he only let off the the his foot a little bit to allow essential workers to go to work, of course. Right. Right. You know, which I mean, we all all of us still get up and go to work every day, but heaven forbid you can't go to a bar. Yeah. You know, and because you know, drink right beer. Only- <laughs> Cuz covid comes, you know, if, if you, the way to ward off COVID is to have a hamburger with your beer. <laughs> yes, you exactly. know, as long as it's done before ten o'clock. Yeah. You know, yeah. his ridiculous the, the edict that he put out before Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, he he made the bars close at four fifty nine p.m. Yeah. Because what COVID comes out at five oh one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Have you um Have you ever listened to the Dan Bongino show?
1: I love Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino, <laughs> he's hilarious.
2: <laughs> I was listening to he did a show last night and he was talking about um New York was setting up uh, sting operations to uh, catch bars that were not serving enough food. Right. That's where your tax dollars in New York are going to. Yeah. The yeah sting yeah. operations. Yeah. Um and yeah.
1: They, thank, thank you, Governor Como and uh idiot uh, um mayor, what's his name?
2: It's... I don't even remember. I don't remember his name either. It's...
1: B begins with a B. Yeah. Bellazio
2: There you go. Yep. Yep. What a Morons. jack nuts they are. Yeah. There's a, um, a craft beer bar up there called Saratoga Springs. And they got a $1,500 fine for not serving what the regulators deemed enough veggies per pint of beer sold.
1: Regulators mount up. Yes.
2: <laughs> so mom and pop businesses that are already having a hard time staying yes. afloat are yes. gonna get hit with uh, fifteen hundred dollar fines because they don't they're not serving enough veggies with their beer.
1: I wouldn't pay it. I mean, my, my, I, I wouldn't pay it. I mean, they—they—they—that the, is a government not of the people, by no. the people. That is a government no. that is uh, against the people, yeah. against the people. What
2: <laughs> country do we live in? <laughs> uh it's a good question. That's a good question. I wonder here. Did lately. you did you see uh, the the president's speech tonight?
1: I did. Forty five minutes worth. I was watching um,
2: before we talked. Yeah. Interesting
1: uh, shit, man. Uh, I've been watching all of the uh, goings on here. You know the the hearings, public hearings have been going on. Yep. And um, for anybody to sit there and say
2: there's no evidence,
1: they're just they're 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 walking around with their eyes closed. Yeah. It's you know, it's, I'm in Pennsylvania. My God, we ain't had a square. Uh, we haven't had a square election in Pennsylvania <laughs> in 30 years. It's you know, nice. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and Allegheny County. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Scranton are the are what takes care of Pennsylvania. Yeah.
2: Well, I remember. I can't remember what year the election was. I remember they had. Um, oh God, what's that organization? Uh, Black Panthers hanging out at the at the, at the, the polling, polling stations. Place. Yes, they they were
1: not allowing conservatives to vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, you are not supposed are to be you? threatening. Yeah, you are yeah. not supposed to be threatening. But there they are lined up.
2: Yeah. You know ridiculous dude insane but there's no evidence no evidence of fraud my friend (laughs) none whatsoever
1: nope none none sorry
2: important i haven't had a guinness in a long time i bought guinnesses
1: nice you don't have to tilt that you just go all in that's got the that's got the gizmo in it
2: yeah it does that's just out of habit i do the tilt can't help it you just dump her in in there man frothy madness right there I love, love to
1: watch the nitrogen ball yeah. cascade
2: up. I love that. <laughs> yep. Um, what was I saying? So, yeah. Um, what was it? Maricopa, Arizona. They had 1.9 million mail-in ballots that were never verified by signature. That's 1.9 million illegal million. votes. A yes. million. million.
1: Yeah, a yeah. million. In
2: million. one county. How is there Damn. even that many? Uh, anyway,
1: so I got a kick out of, uh, and it was it was Arizona. The one guy was testifying, saying, "Okay, so you're looking at the rate of growth in a particular county in in uh, in, the, in in Arizona." He was like, "Okay, so this area has grown uh, by one yeah. percent every year. Yep. You one know, percent growth—that's not bad. However, the registration, voter registration, grew by seven percent year <laughs> over year." yeah wait a minute how you you have you have outgrown your yeah. growth rate in regist- in registered voters mm-hmm. that's not that's not possible no you know that that it's you, you know, have it's no stuff proof
2: like that. SJ you have no proof you can't say right. that
1: <laughs> right 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 well the dude went down and I I had I was getting a kick out of it because I'm a numbers guy and mm-hmm. um he's just reading off the numbers and he's a nerd he's a number nerd yep and he 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 took the time to go through their data yep. he took their data he put it into spreadsheets and he he went through the demographics he went men women age groups you know the whole nine yards and the, the, it just wasn't lining up no you know it, it was none of it was lining up it doesn't yeah. work he came up with um, a hundred and I think it was 120,000 um, invalid votes yeah. of people that don't exist.
2: Yeah, that's insane. That is insane. In, in a in
1: a in a in a state, all right. So, within that state, which I think Arizona is only and they called it, mm-hmm. what is it, 14,000 is yeah. the difference. That's the spread between. Trump and Biden is 14,000. Yeah. And you have these people coming in going, well, right here's 120,000 that are null and void.
2: You can't say that. You're racist. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. It. Yeah. What was it was uh, Clark County, Nevada. In the 2016 election, um, they had 68 votes that couldn't be verified because the paperwork was just messed up like something was missing a date of birth or something like that 68 votes in 2016 in 2020 they had 13,372 that's a slight uptick from 68 (laughs) like come on dude are you freaking kidding me this is (laughs) insanity oh my god in in detroit Mm -hmm. I was watching last
1: night. A lovely lady was on. She had been a state worker for 30 years, part of the election bureau. And Mm -hmm. uh, she had said whatever precinct she was at, she said that they would go in and they took out 71% of the vote. That Can't use these. They're they're not legible, though. No signature. 71%. 71%. of the vote, so that meant twenty nine percent. That's who decided what goes on. Yeah, twenty nine percent, and they were and they were questioning her as far as you know auditing. She goes, "What good would an audit do? You're not even allowed to look at those. You deemed those are not good votes. They probably don't even exist. You're yeah. going to audit the twenty nine percent that was already counted. Of course, the number is going to come up right. Yeah, because you've committed fraud prior. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah.
2: I heard. What was it in Michigan? I heard something like 138,000 votes at like three in the morning fell out of Nancy Pelosi's asshole, and they all ended up in the Joe Biden column. And yeah, isn't that crazy? That's wild. I, I mean, I knew she, you know she's a big asshole, and but that's a lot of votes to come out of that big asshole. You that's know what? And, and I don't doubt that one bit. No, I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> that's crazy
1: and the uh the mysterious uh, vote dumps at uh what was it arizona was yeah uh 3 a.m all of a sudden yeah 50 some thousand votes appear yep uh yep. okay same thing happened in uh michigan you know except it was like 6 30 in the morning all yeah. of a sudden 30 some thousand votes just uh, appear yeah you know and it, and it was funny they were saying in pennsylvania when when the when they were doing the thing in Pennsylvania, they figured out all right, this is how many this is how many the machines can count. If you stood there and you fed these things in, they know that number. It can yeah. only count this many pieces. Yeah. And it was they were coming up thousands and thousands and thousands more than the machines. Can actually count.
2: We can actually count. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's physically oh, that possible. Happens. That's weird. So weird. <laughs> um there was a story starting to break late last night and then i don't know if it if it's one of those things that it's true so the mainstream media is like fuck this we're not <laughs> reporting it or if well, it, you're
1: not you're you're not getting any news you're not getting any anything that doesn't fit the narrative off of uh the mainstream oh, God, media no.
2: it was i'm pulling it up right now cuz there's a whole bunch of they're still reporting it. There's a whole bunch of like smaller news agencies reporting this that I'm trying to find the exact date so I don't F this up. Um so they still don't know who owns Dominion. Um on October I,
1: knew, I thought they did. I thought they knew who it was.
2: Oh, they do? Oh, I thought they were still trying to figure out who who actually owns it. So
1: that's probably gonna come out to Soros.
2: <laughs> and I have, yeah, right. You could be right. Um, I don't know how true this is because it's, like I said, it's a lot of smaller media companies that are, that are carrying this story Uh, on October 8th, 2020, which is just what, three, four weeks. When did, when did early voting start?
1: Oh my, well, it depends on the, it depends on the state. Is it? Okay. Um, yeah. Some of the states were in September.
2: Were they? Okay. I can't remember. Yeah. Um,
1: Pennsylvania. Was uh, pretty much most of October, I believe. Yeah, I think. And then, right at the last there. minute, right at the last minute, they um, they set it up the Supreme Court. Yeah. Of Pennsylvania, you were like, oh, oh, and by the way, if the votes come in two or three days later, go ahead, yep. Cal. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good.
2: So on October eighth, twenty twenty. Uh, Dominion Voting Systems reported they received and this is this comes through the uh, um, uh, Staple Street Capital SEC form D offerings. So this is from the SEC. Uh, October 8 2020, Dominion Voting Systems received 400 million dollars from a company that is 75 percent owned by the Chinese government.
1: There you go. How there ironic go. is that? Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's it's weird how the company that owns our voting machines is the same, or a country that owns our voting machines is the very same country that released a virus on the oh, world. No,
2: there's a link? No. <laughs> no. Don't say there's that. no proof. There's no there's evidence. No proof. There's no evidence. Stop it, you racist. No, no you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You need to say that, like, <laughs> at ridiculous. the end of every every argument or debate. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's ridiculous. Wait a minute. That's what said. That's what said to us, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, we've moved away from uh, talking about beer into.
2: Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. You know what I was gonna do because I was. We got. You're not on. It's just we're just zooming. We're zooming. Who's oh, that? No. Is it Mary? Yeah. Hi, Mary. Oh, she can't hear me. You have headphones <laughs> no. on. Hi Mary, I think I accidentally gave her COVID once. So.
1: Uh, not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was you or <laughs> just the state of yeah, Florida. The state
2: of Florida. So she came down when that was in February, right? She came down. It was in February. She yeah. Stayed with us. Uh, we hung out. We went out to a brewery. Um, I was just getting over some weird sickness that they couldn't identify at the time. Um, and now the VA thinks it was COVID that I had. Um, oh yeah. yeah. And yeah, and then Mary Mary got sick right after. Yeah, like she got
1: off the plane and went onto the
2: couch for uh, <laughs> a few days. Thank you, Chris. Thank you Let's for see. that. Let's <laughs> see. Hey, my bad. Sorry <laughs> about my the bad, COVID. Bad.
1: My bad, my bad.
2: Sorry about the vid. <laughs> yeah,
1: COVID, when you came back from Florida. She's,
2: like, She's got to correct us. About a week. Later. Oh, that's a that's a good incubatory period for the for Yeah, it's COVID. a good. Yeah. <laughs> <That> <laughs> he says that's right. a good
1: incubatory period for the COVID. <laughs> I am actually getting ready to dive. And oh yeah, she's she's got a way worse case of. Well, I don't know. She's pretty yeah. sick back then. How's she doing? This now? beer here is brought to you by Pizza Boy. Pizza Boy. What's that? Yeah, Pizza Boy is a brewery up in Enola, Pennsylvania. This is the Fly Flying Laser Beam and it's an IPA, 6.5% ABV. You and know, I bring up I bring up Pizza Boy because yep. the uh, head brewer for uh Pizza Boy and the, they're pretty well known up here in PA um actually went and did the Siebel Institute with um our friend Steven um Hatrick. Oh, really? Yes. <gasps> So they actually, which I believe now he's down in uh, Mississippi.
2: Yeah, look at that poor. Sorry guys, you can't see this, but I'm getting beer poor porn right now. Yeah, look at the head on that <laughs> beer poor porn. It's oh, it smells lovely too. It smells lovely. Some delicious head, sir.
1: Wow, that sounded so good. That mean. was sexy, wasn't it? <laughs> sounded good.
2: I love it. It sounded so good. That's one thing I love about Florida. There are so many breweries down here, it's insane. They are everywhere.
1: Well, I definitely want to get down there and go to Cage. Yeah. Meet up with... Uh,
2: I got my Cage shirt on. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, yep. you do. Have you been there since she was down?
2: I haven't because um, soon after she left... Um, is when everything kind of went to shit <laughs> <laughs> with uh, the whole COVID and the lockdown of the world. So,
1: yes, this is true.
2: Um, I actually, you know, what's funny is my my PTSD like went through the roof when all this happened, and um, so I have really bad panic attacks and agoraphobia um, when when it's triggered this bad, and I haven't really been able to travel at all since then. Oh really? Yeah, I have like a 2-mile radius around my house that I can get to. That's about it.
1: And then the rest of it is just it just I it's just overwhelming. To,
2: yeah, very much so. I start to panic and I got to get home. So, I'll get over that eventually. I went through a really bad uh period of that when we were in uh Winchester too. Really? Um yeah, and it lasted a good 6 months. This one's a little longer. It's lasting longer, but
1: well, I guess the things with with stuff like that is knowing your triggers. Yeah. You know, if you can know your trigger. Yeah. Realize what's going on. And that's my And issue. then try to deal with it. I, you have, know.
2: I have a lot of triggers. <laughs> a lot. It's retarded. Yeah. My yeah. therapists are like, you have the most multifaceted PTSD we've ever seen. Because everything's a trigger. So, mm. but it'll be fine soon. Oh, yeah. Oh but yeah, I think once the world gets back into motion and stuff, and I calm down a little bit, and politics, and blah blah blah, I think I'll I'll calm down.
1: I hate to tell you this, I don't think anything's coming back oh, to normal. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I think the next two months are going to be real friggin' interesting around here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. especially when Joe Biden's knocking on that door trying to get in the White House in a in a couple <laughs> of weeks here. I think things are going to get real interesting.
1: Oh, I think he'll finally he'll he'll let the reins. He's not gonna have any other choice in the matter. But my, my hope yeah. is, is that if nothing else, this shines a light on uh, the election fraud that has been going on for decades in, yeah. in the United States. And, and to sit there and say that it hasn't is just you're just not.
2: Yeah. Now, the thing is, it'll open eyes to the issue. But those in control, will they continue to be in control? Will it change? Is anything going to change?
1: Well, the the hope is, um, and and this is kind of a great segue into the into a into a topic here, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, what I think we'll will will we'll look at it in, in, in these terms. It's not really about Trump. It's more about the movement that he's been that he yeah. started, and yep. I think unknowingly started. Yes, um, I agree. When you when, when we finally got somebody into office that and i know folks don't you know the 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 never trumpers trump haters and stuff out there will disagree with me in this but he does actually speak for the normal person i mean i've actually been a donald trump fan since i was in high school me and my buddy harvey who lives up the street he bought his parents house too um has he has he had an autograph picture of donald trump in his bedroom when we were 14 years old that's funny so i've always been a fan of of his and he is the uh blue collar yeah. everyday guy. He just happens to be a billionaire.
2: Yeah. So, he worked at so it. He worked he, his ass off. And I've heard people in the past, like try to poke at him and say, well, he went bankrupt so many times before he, you know, made his million. That's not a negative. That's a freaking positive man. He kept at it, you know, try and try and try. I've done it with businesses. I've, Launch businesses, they fail. They launch another business, it fails. You know, you keep going. You keep going until
1: finally you hit something that
2: works. Yeah, so there's nothing negative about that.
1: No, no. I mean, how many, every successful entrepreneur fails a million times before they get it right that that one
2: time. Yep. And, you know, and
1: then typically even when they get it right, they end up, they'll sell it off and they'll start again anyway.
2: Yeah. You know, so
1: I believe what it is is this is more than just this is not just about trump this is about the movement you're trying to get back into what we'll we'll call it the grassroots yes you know we've actually finally got a voice out there in america and it's been a while we've been we've been suppressed for quite a while yep um our voice has been quite suppressed now people will argue this i think we've been suppressed exceptionally over the last four years yeah um heaven forbid you say anything you get attacked Oh yeah, you know it, it 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 is what it is, and for those folks to sit there and go, well, it was horrible when, when Obama was president. You know, you look at the horrible stuff; it doesn't compare. So I'm no. sorry,
0: nice, but... I, you
1: might have had yeah, there were some idiots out there that 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 put ugly, stupid shit out. They yep. did. Not going to argue that, not to the extent where it's just absolutely overwhelming, polluting everything. Yep. You know, you, you can't get away from it. So I believe it's more about the, 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 the grassroots, uh, system or whatever the, the we'll call it. I don't know, but not a party movement yeah. you know, that was started, you know, more of the movement than it is the man.
0: Yeah. We'll,
1: we'll call it that it's more the movement than it is the man. Um, you know he could he could step aside and i think we, we we still need somebody to lead that whoever that next person is i don't yeah. know right i don't think it needs to be donald trump no you know but it needs to be somebody with the same ideals yeah somebody where you know what it's not a bad thing to work your ass off yeah you
2: yeah. know
1: it's not a bad thing you know, to to make this country great we, when i was a kid growing up you know we were patriotic I mean, we uh, we 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 said the Pledge of Allegiance every day. Yeah. yeah, you know, and now all of a sudden that's a bad thing.
2: Yeah, we're know? in a and, different times for sure. I mean, i I've seen people, uh, I've seen people be attacked for, you know, joining the military rather than going to college. You know, it's like get the hell out of here. You know, everybody's got a different path. Everybody does things differently. You know. i I, I don't know i don't even know what to say about that that gets my goat so bad i want to choke somebody but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um that's ridiculous but i think the issue we have with you know everybody's at each other's throats right now and i think the one of the major problems is that the battleground for debate has changed so much so instead of debating politics around a table drinking coffee or a beer or something, people are on their keyboards firing insults with right. no consequence. Right. So it's, I don't know, man. Social media and me, don't, we don't clash very well. I use it because I have to in certain aspects. But, right, man, right. I'd give anything to... Have computers of the world just be wiped out?
1: <laughs> right. Well, and the, and the funny thing is, take a look at what's going on in the country. What has COVID done? COVID has taken away your ability to go to the pub and yeah. discuss and talk, yep. free think. Yep. Hmm. What was where? Where was? Can, let me ask you. Where was the Declaration of Independence signed? Mm-hmm. Where was it penned? Yep. That document was penned in a pub. Yes, sir. While they sat around and drank rum. Sure they weren't drinking tea. Exactly. (laughs) We built this country, it was actually built off of rum, was used as currency.
2: And it was signed on hemp, wasn't it?
1: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Printed and signed on hemp. (laughs) You know, it's it's like but they've taken that ability. We're not allowed to actually we're not allowed to gather anymore because we can't have these these peasants speak. We can't have them converse. Yeah. They could do it behind a keyboard where there's no, like, you know, if, if you and I were in, in the same, same room together and we got into talking and maybe got a little bit heated or whatever, you know, you're not allowed to reach out and touch somebody anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, or you can't feel well, and it wouldn't even go to that. You can sense when you've reached that. And there's there right there is the issue. Mm-hmm. There's no sensing of reaching that point. Yeah. If we're sitting face to face, you're going to know. You that... know the threshold,
2: yep. <laughs> like I think he might choke my ass out, but I might <laughs> want to step back a minute, yeah.
1: Yeah. and you don't have that. So realization is being ripped away from people.
2: Yeah. So Yeah, it's we're it's totally a different time and it's not good. Mm. In my uh-huh. eyes. I don't know. Yeah. No.
1: I mean we got uh, you know <laughs> I always say the the best and worst thing to ever happen to us is this thing right here.
2: Yeah. 100% I agree. Yeah, you know,
1: it's the best and the worst thing. Yeah, you know, smart
2: the smartphone computer in your pocket.
1: It's amazing. Yep. It's power. It's power it's, in your pocket. Yeah. You know, with with no uh cost associated to it. Yeah. You know, you can you can text off anything you want, hit send, and walk away. Yeah. You know, and if and if you don't, if 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 you get in an argument, somebody says something, oh, unfriend. Yeah. Right. You, you know, yeah. Block. Yeah. You know.
2: The only so, regulation is biased big tech regulation. That's it. Right. That's
1: it. That's yeah. it. And 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 to sit there and say that that's not censorship. Again, you're not looking. You, you, you don't want to see what's going on. No. To say that the, that one group is not being censored when they absolutely are being censored. And it's not that long ago that we had these battles.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, censorship is within my lifetime. Yeah. You yep. know, to where, where people fought those those fights, you know, in the Supreme Court. And stuff. Yeah. This is all stuff that I've seen with my two eyes and I'm watching it just
2: erode. Yeah. It's a, it just... Ugh. sad it's angry it's anger inducing angry um mm-hmm. candace owens just she just won her um censorship lawsuit too that's yeah. outstanding that yeah. is
1: great news
2: yep that's uh, great news i don't know she what... was going
1: after somebody else i remember her yeah, saying that. starting
2: another one too yeah
1: so was that the one against facebook and twitter
2: yeah and they came uh some... yeah it was and i can't remember who the spokesperson was but one of them came out and said that yes he he lied when he um wrote the rebuttal for her fact check or something like that but he admitted to it and had to do a, a public apology and all that so yeah
1: which is great i mean that's after the fact how many how many months later is that yeah you know yeah. the damage is already done yep. you know it, it was uh oh what's his name democratic leader in the in the in the uh, in the Congress during the oh oh when, when obama was running against romney oh. made out made says, flat out lies and after the election and obama won he was like eh, yeah obama won but what's it matter
2: yeah what the fuck yeah yeah which brings up the point of i mean her her lawsuit and her win um who's fact checking the fact checkers you know right right nobody nobody there,
1: there is nobody <laughs> there is nobody I've even taken to go as far as I don't like if I'm if I'm searching how to, you know, how to tie my shoe, I'll do it on on Google. Mm -hmm. But if I'm actually looking for something, you know, like if I was to search Candace Owens lawsuit, Mm -hmm. I would not do it on Google. I go to uh, DuckDuckGo, you know, or I go to another search engine because You know, and it's amazing. I actually proved this point one day. I, I had Bing, I had Google, and I had DuckDuckGo, and I did the exact same political search on all three search engines. Now, yeah. these are search engines. Yep. They are designed to give you – they should always give you the same results. All right. Those results were vastly
2: different between I'm sure all are. three. Yep.
1: It was amazing. You know, and I had screenshots of it, and I put it out there in that wonderful thing we call Facebook.
2: Yeah. Did they fact you check know.
1: you? <laughs> did they get you? I think I did it in a fact check. It was uh, one of my cousins or something that uh, that brought it up. So.
2: Yeah. I it walked the fine line on on um, social media. I don't think I've been dinged yet. I haven't gotten the fact check notice yet. But I walked that I fine on... line.
1: I did. I made a mistake one time, and I was wrong. You know, I did a a share of something that that was turned out to not be accurate. Yeah, you know, but yeah. and it happens. You yep. know, you get sucked in sometimes.
2: Oh yeah, yep.
1: But that's been happening less and less because I I like to do my research now.
2: Yeah, which we should all do. But mm-hmm. you got to make sure your research sources, um, are not. I'm not going to name the you know the mainstream. The uh, what you call it nomenclatures. Um, but yeah, you got to watch where your your sources are. And you know what pisses me off is when I'm like having a debate with somebody, and Wikipedia is a source of theirs, and I'm like, get get out of here! <laughs> it's your Wikipedia source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or they'll and say, I, oh, this, but this was fact checked by Snopes. You can show Yeah, them that's Snopes. a husband and wife, <laughs> a husband
1: and wife in their basement, yeah. you know, munching on Doritos and smoking right. a bowl while. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is this is right hey 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 margaret uh yo, yeah. yeah this is this is right that's what Snopes. a bunch of fucking joke that is
2: yep good god Snopes. anyway i don't know i don't have anything else we're what are we in we're an hour and 15 in oh shit yes oops. sir oops that's okay we're gonna cut it though um we're gonna do more. I'm gonna have you back on like 50 times, um, so we can get into more homebrew stuff and and all the nuances and rabbit hole material. Maybe yeah. we can maybe we can get you to do a series.
1: I would love to do that. Uh, I'll actually. We're getting real close to being able to have the uh, the brewery, which is right over there, would be a great place to do this. And I can actually do uh show folks if they're in it, so inclined to see what home brewing is all about. Hell yeah. Um you know, again, check out my YouTube. I'm SJ out there. You can find me. You can find me on the interwebs. I'm out there.
2: Yep. S <laughs> J P O R R. S J Poor.
1: And look us up, brew tubers on Facebook. And Brewtubers uh, .com or dot net on uh, on the interwebs,
2: the good old interwebs. Um, what is it? S- SJPoorChallenge.org. dot org. That is check us. check that out, that's really cool stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have all the review videos and stuff on there too? Uh, we have links to in a, long, in a, a lot.
1: A lot of times, all you have to do really is type in, uh, you know, and do a YouTube search for SJPoorChallenge and you'll start seeing. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, reviews all over the place. Now it's one thing that was kind of disappointing as the years went on the amount of video reviews have, have kind of.
2: Dwindled. Went all
1: Yeah. It dwindled off a little bit. And that's kind of disappointing, but. Um, the uh, enthusiasm is always there every year. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we have a pretty good showing um, and we have sponsors that, that help us out. Um, and again, that would be an episode I can come in, come on one time and just, we can devote some time to, to that.
2: Yeah, um, definitely.
1: Probably more of when we get close to knowing what we're doing, you know, type thing. Uh, maybe this year what I'll do is I'll, I'll uh, put a lot more effort into our sponsors and just talk about our sponsors and do stuff for them through 2021. Yeah. Until we get through COVID. That'd be very um, cool. So that uh, 2022 can, can, you know, we can get a little bit more, back to normal yeah
2: are you still selling any of the stuff from the store uh i have Just very little a little bit okay yeah right. i was yeah, gonna plug no that of... but you're down to No, it.
1: yeah there's nothing worth nothing worth selling i mean it's little bits and pieces i'm selling on mm-hmm. marketplace now so gotcha that's all pretty much gone. the grain bills no more
2: that's so sad,
1: that's yeah. sad. it's it is what it is every entrepreneur yeah, you, you have your failures
2: yep and so... they're done that yep yep <laughs> All right, folks, thank you, Stephen J. Poor, for being um, our guest this evening. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Thank you for having me on.
2: Anybody out there listening that has questions for myself or Stephen can email me at askwarriorwithin at gmail.com. If you have show ideas, anything, anything you want, if you just want to bullshit or chit-chat. If you have questions for Steve, I'll pass those on to him. Anything at all, askwarriorwithin at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening to our political rants and our shenanigans, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next round. Peace.
1: You've been listening to the Warrior Within podcast. We'll see you next time. If you've got the to return.